taught with three different United Methodist congregations that they thought might be a good a partner a congregation with whatever their future would be for a facility location. And there were Columbia Heights, you folks, and then um, Mountain View Sunrise. And my understanding is on Sunday they decided that Olivet would be their first choice to, to move ahead in some way. And, um, and I, talk, I talked with them. I assume that went through. They, in a straw poll, it was around 90% of the congregation that indicated that in a prior meeting. So I'm assuming that passed on Sunday, but I haven't heard from them directly. That's what so Kathy that's and I... Just to bring everybody to the table to talk about, okay, what, what, might, be, what might this look like as we are... Um, together in this shared facility relationship and um, um, is Olivet still interested you know all they did is prioritize which church they negotiate with so that would be that's you folks and so um, we need to talk about whether you're still interested a uh, timeline all that kind of thing okay do you want do you want him to call me and I can step out in the office or something and, and talk with him um, well, let's finish this. Anybody have any questions for the district superintendent around this table first? People are always coming, saying, oh, let's hold this till we have more our questions answered, but no one submits any questions, Kathy. Yeah, um, I'm just wondering if when they come here, will they be, um, are they like buying the church or um, how is that going to work? There's no buy-in regarding doing that. Are they coming? Yeah, we, but when, um, when United Methodist facilities are are transferred, they don't, uh, to another United Methodist church, it's not sold. It's just the property is deeded, deeded over to the new entity. Oh. So, so I mean, I don't mean to sound um, rude or anything, but it seems like with all the money that we've put into it and all the hard work we've done around here to keep the church in good shape that we should be getting something out of it. If you but, look but at always, that paper. That all of it United Methodist. Anybody that has a hard time hearing should come near oh, okay, this okay. right here. Yeah, I'm gonna just see if I can up that a little bit. Can I ask so, um, so for instance if if all of the United Methodist Church closed the members of the church, you know, and the building was sold, the members of the church wouldn't get the, you know, that money would be reinvested in some kind of United Methodist ministry. So this is a, the way to do that would be, uh, it's, I guess it's similar. It's just that the building isn't even sold to an outside party. It's been a transition to another United Methodist ministry. Okay. Okay. Um, do we need and, to and the, the idea being that assuming all of it, the congregation, the people themselves are not um, are not interested. In, my understanding is you wanted to continue meeting right there at the church as a faith community. Um, so yes, the idea being that uh, is a, I think the proposal would be, and this is part of the negotiation that would be easier to do if we were face to face and all sitting together but one possibility could be that over a period of time the way we've done this once before is um, uh, the most 
situation was at Epworth United Methodist Church in St. Paul, where the beloved of the church got moved in. And they just moved in together, and it took about a year to um, to transition that building. They moved in together and just shared all the facility costs initially. And then the new church starts, uh, took over the congregation, took over the facility of the, um, the Anglo church that was meeting there, uh, continued to worship for a while. And then some of those folks went other directions. But that was a smaller group. Um, that was... You know, that was maybe around 20 people. Um, in your case, maybe you can ask your answer. It could be that you'd want to continue to be in that building at a time, at, you know, at a time convenient for you, um, indefinitely even. And so you know, we would just make arrangements for you that you will continue to be in your own space. Okay. We have, um, <clears throat> did that get answered completely, Kathy? Over all of the facility costs immediately so they would they would look at putting in some air, air conditioning and um and take over all the utilities and things like that we'd also have to talk about what does it mean for your current renters and they would need sufficient time uh, sufficient notice to find other places to meet as well some of the some of the renters they might want to keep is a you know for um there's a community community connections yeah, there was a number that would like to keep the, the, the day care and you know job. They, the, the Korean Our, Church has um, pretty much stated that they would like to keep the daycare here, but that um, TC Jhop would have to move out. And we've talked about that, and their plan is to hold a meeting in January. I suspect a lot of them are out of town right now and invite them to come, TCJ Hop to come and, and also um, discuss this. But the idea is that they would leave because the Korean church is looking for more space. Um, and, you know, I talked with Wallace, your secretary, and they, you know, that that mailing that, the mailing that came out, you know, about the charge conferences, the SPRC, the video conference, we chose like a 15th, January 15th, but then I think there was an already scheduled um, on the 12th. And I mentioned to Wallace about keeping both of them, so whatever the outcome was, you know, that you would probably be present in person on the 12th. That's a Sunday, Dan. Yep, and, I see that on here. That's being held on the 12th. I see that. And that's what Kathy is referring to. Um. No. Yeah, I think it'd be good to. Um, it's a Korean church. Yeah. You oh. know, we need, need to meet with. Uh, in fact, it'd be fine to not only to meet with leaders, but the, the whole all of the congregation. This is a big deal that you tend to talk about. Essentially. Um, that's when you know, where your secretary suggested you preaching <laughs> on the twelfth. That's when Wallace, your secretary, suggested you preaching on the 12th in the joint. Walter. Walter. There's a joint service? We, we had mentioned to Eric about possibly coming over. Uh, Eric, um, the pastor Eric from the Korean church? Some boom back. Pastor Eric was the one that was here with Tony Chung. 
then there was a third one here too. There was a third well, one as well. Yeah. There was another one too. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, I in the meantime, I have a question. And while you're thinking about that one, um, uh, first of all, do we hold the deed and then we would transfer the deed to the conference? Is that how that would work? I'm, it probably would be transferred directly to to the um, the Korean Church. Korean Church because they are incorporated. They're not a new church start. Okay, and then be able to hold title of property. And my understanding, that at least the last time I talked with them, the timeline that they were looking at was um, kind of shooting for summer. So a transition, maybe there would be um, some um, living living together experimenting. Oh. Um, yeah. advance of that, but I don't know that they're talking about moving stuff in and being there permanently until summer. And maybe it would even take longer. I, I don't know how long it would take yeah. to orchestrate the legal transfer of the facility, member right. insurance, all, all, you know, all the stuff that would go with that. Well, so who actually holds the deed right now then, some are asking? I, do we need to, we need to go like you had mentioned that we should have the whole congregation here and um, we'd have to have a, a congregational vote I think on something like this there's um, I don't know you know how much opposition there is to this yet we're, we haven't really gotten very far on that process so um, but in the meantime before we meet with the Koreans I'm wondering what else we should be doing to prepare for that um. I think the word right now, it would sound scary to people probably to say, oh, by summer we're going to give our building away and we don't know where we're going to meet anymore, you know. that if, Unless until there's a plan in place, I think the messaging that I think would be more honest and easier and uh, more easier to prepare people is just to say, uh, our, the Korean uh, United Methodist Church of Minnesota is... Um, uh, seeking new new space for their growing congregation, and they have decided uh, uh, after reviewing a number of, of of sister United Methodist Church facilities that um, Robinsdale Olivet United Methodist Church would be the best best located and the best facility to consider future ministry partnership. And we're now in the process of of um, negotiating with them to see what that might look like. You know this. Um, I think that would be a fair thing to say because we don't want to extend this too far because, you know, it's still uh, all the parties have to agree on the terms and stuff for this to happen. Right. I think long term the, um, what um, what's valuable for all of it is that it creates a potentially long term sustainable option for the church. If you could meet and all you had to do, for instance, was um, pay for some of your, your um, uh, pr program 
dollars and um, uh, and uh, maybe a quarter time pastor, you know, for for pastoral care and um, worship on Sundays, and you, and you and it was free to meet there indefinitely. You know, that's things that I would negotiate on your behalf to be free to meet there. That's part of your gift to them. Um, and they would they would cover all the costs, all the insurance, all the utilities. All the maintenance, all the future improvements, uh, everything, snow removal, everything else related to the facility, that would allow all of us potentially be um, solvent for a long time into the future with this partnership. That would all be kind of in print and kind of legal yeah. document. Right, exactly. So, yeah. is do we have a right to sell the church ourselves? I mean, I know you said we don't get any money for it, but um, is there any way that that's possible? If we wanted to locate something. Uh, if you wanted to, if you wanted to choose to sell your building, um, you have the option to do that. You need, um, you need the approval of the district board of a church location and building, and myself and your pastor in order to sell the building. And also, you can't use your building. Darwin wanted at a big party. Yeah. You weren't serious though, were you, Darwin? Sure. Dollar party. <laughs> can only, so can only be used for new buildings. How many former members? We don't know. We haven't researched yet. Okay. Um, anybody else? Have anybody a else? Questions. I do. Questions. Robin. Hi. One of I, our newest members here. I have a question. Um, I I basically took over the whole AV for this church, and I got us. The U I made us a YouTube channel, Twitter, and now this, and now we are getting our first podcast with this meeting. My question for you is this: um, Pastor Randy, um, someone gave him a grant to do a radio show with um, Nine Eighty. My question is: If they take us out, would that radio show still be valid in that agreement? You know, I'm talking. That again it was kind of money I couldn't hear. If, if, what, um, if what happened, would it, how would it affect the radio show? Um, yes, because he got a grant about being on the radio, and the and it was a two-year agreement. And my question is, would that would this affect that radio show? Because I think the radio show that he got the agreement for would be an awesome opportunity for the church and for, I mean, for the church and us. And I didn't know would that cease to exist then or how would that work? I don't know. If all of that still exists, I would imagine um, that would I would see no issue with that at all because we're, um, we're just talking about who owns and maintains the building. All of it, United Methodist Church can continue to exist as a congregation, Pastor Randy could conceivably continue with even as your your pastor in this situation. It would um, 
you would you just wouldn't have as near as tight a budget because you wouldn't have to be um you know you, you wouldn't have to be property managers so it would be less of a drain on your volunteers and you wouldn't have the overhead of the additional of all the facility costs and things like that you would just have some staff and program expenses so you could continue to exist as a congregation and have a radio ministry and um i would think that the building that the thing that would be the um most um initially challenging for your congregation is that you would no longer be the ones to have the primary say over the space you know would be the owner of the building that would become have the primary say over the space that said i think your preferred worship time aren't you at like don't you start at 9 30 right now with your praise and worship stuff 9 45 praise and worship then 10 o'clock we go by television from 10 to 11. yeah and their preferred time is 11 o'clock for their worship and then they follow it with um they do a full like a full meal every mm -hmm. sunday for the congregation for fellowship time so it probably what it would mean for your church is either um either you wouldn't meet in the sanctuary you know you could you could have um your congregation meet in a different part of the building but probably at a time of your choice or maybe you'd, st you'd start at 9 15 or whatever you know so that you were done by 10 30 so that they could um, get, start their worship at 11. Yeah, I, I think we can work. We that could out. work. We could work that out. And Dolores, any questions or Margaret, Chris, or Mike, or Tina, or Gary, or Darwin's got one. Oh yeah. no, this thing just under. Anticipating the call, our consultant this evening. Okay, that's why I'm here. Going for Paul, I wouldn't be. Okay. Well, Dan, we'll um, we'll let you go here and Kathy did you have uh, nothing else that I can think of right and, now oh. Oh, that's, so thank you so much these are great questions um, <clears throat> just know that I don't, want, I don't want to force anything on you you, you need to be self-determining in this I, I think what I do think is I've been working hard as you're well aware to try to find ministry partners for you so that um, all of it, United Methodist Church actually can be sustainable and continue on into the future. And ideally, to have some ministry partners that are uh, that are United Methodist, you know, a congregation, rather than just sort of secular renters. And I think we have something here that is a, a great opportunity. They're coming with the necessary cash. They're a growing congregation, and they're willing to partner with you and allow them and enable all of it to to exist in the same building for years to come. So, I, well, hopefully, um, you see it as not a, it's, it's, it's an opportunity that I've been trying to broker on your behalf with several different congregations, and this is the first one now that really is panning out with this, that has the, the cash assets to really um, make a difference here. Well, we'll um, kind of pursue this conversation when we get more questions here. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. And Dan, Merry Christmas to you, Dan. Don't forget to like our podcast. Amen. Blessing. And our Facebook and Twitter page. Yeah. And our YouTube. Bye now. You already left. That is.